And that's the vision of One More Step. God has specific things he wants us to create today, and we need to get together and create it. Whoever stirs in their heart for that. And no one is transformed to the cross. Everybody's transformed from the cross, right? And so we need people who are mm -hmm. um, transforming our culture and our media from the cross, you know? And so I think the church, like, we need to stop being, asking ourselves, like, should we be involved with media and artistry and online and start figuring out how do we lead in it? How do we innovate in it? Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's conversation between Jeremy and I on the heart and vision behind One More Step Productions. If you have a heart to serve the body through media or creative means, man, I believe this conversation will bless and equip you to do so. So without further ado, I hope you guys are blessed by everything that is shared. All right, I am here with my dear friend, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, how are you doing tonight? Hey, John. Aloha to all the listeners. Dope. Yeah, that's right. You are in Hawaii. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. So, Jer Jeremy, we met in, obviously, the Quad Cities uh, years and years back, um, maybe like four or five years ago. Wow. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Jeremy, can you share a little bit about yourself? Uh, maybe a fun yeah. fact and okay. yeah, bro, where you're from. Yeah. So um, I'm from Illinois and both sides of my family, my mom and my dad um, have a lot of like family roots in Illinois. Um, my dad more in the Aurora side, my mom um, kind of more, um, a little bit more like South and West of Chicago than that. Um, but yes, yeah, you know, somewhere in the tri-state area. Um, but yeah, all over as well. Um, but yeah, so that's what I grew up in, Illinois. And um, until recently, I've always lived in Illinois. But as John mentioned before, I live in Hawaii now. Um, but moved around a lot growing up and, and different church backgrounds. And I was actually born out of wedlock and didn't know my father until later in life. So grew up in a single parent home between two sisters, middle child. Shout out to the middle children. Hey, I'm one of them too. Nice. I didn't know that. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, man. We're a certain type. I was born in 92. So that's a whole nother thing too for those those 90s babies. We're, we're a certain breed for sure. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, I love basketball. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Like I definitely had planned to be basketball player. Um, very ambitious early on. I remember it wasn't that I wanted to be a basketball player. It wasn't even that I wanted to be an NBA player. I wanted to be the game changer for the game that Michael Jordan was, you know, I wanted to be the next before people knew about LeBron. I wanted to be LeBron, you know, <laughs> so he and I had the same dream and I think he's, uh, he's, he's winning in that one. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's like one of those fun facts there, but yeah, that was kind of what the upbringing looked like. And um, yeah, I was brought up in the church too, but I was super rebellious for a really long time. Um, except for very, in the very, very beginning. Yeah. In the very beginning, I had like a very intimate relationship with the Lord that, I didn't even really know that's what that was. Um, I didn't because I didn't understand him. And I had kind of separated my experience of God in the kingdom from what I knew of God at the church. Um, but yeah, that's a long story of that. My journey back, um, my prodigal son return. So, Bro, thank you for sharing. Uh, man, I bet yeah. the weather is just fantastic over there in Hawaii right now. 
Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You know, actually, oh, I was like, man. man, it was like, it was a little cooler. I'm kind of up on yeah, the base of the volcano, kind of, um, but just upper uh, part of like Hilo and it's a little cooler and it was a, kind of a rainy day. So it was cooler today. And then all of a sudden now the sun's starting to come out. So I'm sitting in this room starting to sweat a little bit, but no, it's not too bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's good weather. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Definitely want to yeah. visit you someday. Uh, yeah. but, but bro, okay. One mm-hmm. more step. Yeah. What, what inspired you, uh, to create one more step or just creative content within media? Yeah, yeah that's a really good question. Um, so I was already a filmmaker when I, um, rededicated my life to the Lord. And that's just like the short version. I had a radical encounter with Jesus in a moment of complete despair. Um, and then moving from that place that like Jesus just became the absolute center of my reality and, and um, my understanding about how to live and move forward. He, you know, I think that he reclaimed the Lordship in my life when I was 24 years old. And so for me, that was 2014. And then I made that change and he really, I really gave up everything to him. You know, I, I really am like a big person, a big um, advocate for like, you got to be really born again. You can't just like integrate Jesus in your life. Like you need to have a complete new start um, and start again, like Adam style, be born again, you know, and mm-hmm. then let him teach you everything. Whatever you think you knew, or you, you got to just throw that out the door. I really believe that. And um mm-hmm. And that's not to say he won't use, though. He will use everything that has led up to that moment. It wasn't like, you know, all that's not used, but it's it's used properly um, with the reset. And so, yeah, so for me, my reset, like, was like, yeah, I actually did call you to be a filmmaker, but um, I'm, you're not. You First thing, you, ch- like, kind of sh- switched up my identity from being a filmmaker because, John, like, my identity was deeply rooted in being a filmmaker. Um for those people out there that have like a profession, like I really know what it's like to have just dedicated so much. Like I live, breathe and ate, dreamed filmmaking um, day and night for years and, and have and made hundreds of films, probably hundreds of iterations, um, thousands maybe. And so work just completely worth, I totally like believed in the 10,000 uh, hour rule. I took it to the 10,000 iteration rule um and just really believed in that and totally dedicated to it and like and then gave it up so it was a big deal like just say hey if you don't want me to be a filmmaker i'm not going to be a filmmaker and then to my delight i found that he's like yeah i did create you to be a filmmaker you had that part right but your identity is my child first and foremost you're a son who makes films you know not the other way around like a filmmaker that also happens to be a christian like no you're a child of god who makes films and as he was informing me, he was showing me, I want you to do way more than just make films though. And that's how the one more step vision began. Um, I was reading Exodus because I left my spiritual wilderness and he led me to Exodus before I even realized, I, before I even put those two and two together, that Exodus really is about like exiting. And I had just exited out of uh, a spiritual wilderness. And so then that vision became really clear to me, or I shouldn't even say it became clear to me. It began to... Um, appear like maybe like a mirage at first um as someone coming out of the desert and i was reading exodus uh 31 and 
And I couldn't believe what I was reading that, um, in fact, is it all right? Can I just read like a small excerpt from the passage? Would love it. So Exodus 31, I'm reading ESV. And uh, the very first verse in chapter 31 says, the Lord said to Moses, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of her of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship. And it goes on, but I was just, I couldn't believe this. I was like, man, like, you know, (laughs) pre-Jesus, like there was never a time before Jesus, but before Jesus had come and lived and walked um, and died for our sins, was resurrected um, for our justification. Here's a person that was given God's spirit. You know, this is just unprecedented. Um, And I was just completely amazed that like, what did, why did he do that? Like, first and foremost, he did it because he wanted him to be an excellent craftsman, an excellent artist. Um, And I was just like, that's amazing. You know, and I, and then God showed me like, that's what I've done with you. Like I have put my spirit in and upon you and also have given you ability to create. Um, and so ever since I was a really, really young child, I mentioned before, like God really grabbed hold of my heart with the wonder, the wonder of his creation, but also the wonder of his kingdom. Um, I think there's a C.S. Lewis quote that says something like the, um, we engage God to the best of our imagination. And so I don't necessarily think that when I get to heaven, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I had already seen this so much as though, but my mind and to my best that I could engage it, I was engaging the kingdom of God as a child and the spirit of the Lord was upon me. And um, and I received Jesus at the ripe age of like four or five years old, um, truly intimately as my as my Lord and Savior and um, and began to just like really create with him and let him mentor me in creating before I had any idea what that was, John, you know, and I had no idea that I'd ever share all these worlds we were building, all these images, all these stories, all these feelings. And and I just, it was just something that was just purely joyful for me, just creating, um, having no idea that I'd ever, it ever explode out into the real world beyond like just my experience. Um, And so he started to show me like the reason all that was happening way back then is because I was building you up to do have specific purposes. One of the reasons I think in no small part, God loves to just spend time with me. And um, but there's also purpose to that time we spend together. And so one of the purposes is, is to like, like filmmaking, to make films that uh, communicate God and invite people into the wonder of God. Um, but not just me, but for us to do that together. And that's really the vision of one more step is that, um, and I'm kind of rolling a lot. So let me take like a quick pause here because that's like part one to the answer to your question. But let me make sure that I'm not just like rambling at this point. Was there something else you would like to interject or ask at this point, John? Definitely. You know, you're okay. talking about the, the heart and the vision um, yeah. behind One More Step. And mm-hmm. man, I, I got to listen to your mission statement in one of your videos. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's shining the light on important stories. Right. And the right. one yeah. big story, um, yeah. which I, I just find that incredible. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what is one more step? Yeah, that's a great question. I think at the end of the day, it's just exactly what I saw in that passage that like God put his spirit in and upon Bezalel. And that's part two to what I was saying is that not only was it him, it mentions that he gave him an apprentice and his name is Oheliab. 
something like that. And and <laughs> yep. they yeah right. <laughs> it's like sometimes I pronounce his name well, sometimes I don't. Oh man, <laughs> those to- never do. tongue twisting names, man. All oh, right, yeah, Ohilab, and then um, I think it's more like Oholiab, and mm-hmm. and that always stuck out to me. It's like well, the holy part in this man's name, um, but it, and then it also said that like then like God like brings Moses into the situation, tells him what he's doing. And tells him, hey, I want you to go in front of everybody and let them know, like, this is what's going on. Because he gave him these tasks. I'm going to read this, the task. He was very clear about it. The tent of the meeting, um, the Ark of the Testimony, a.k.a. the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat that it sits on, all the furnishings of the tent, the table, the utensils, and the pure lampstand with all its utensils. And it goes on. Go read the passage. It goes on, whoever's listening, go read it. It's amazing. And then, so it's very specific. And then, so Moses goes and tells everybody. And then it says, whoever stirred in their heart, men and women contributed to this. And they contributed whether they contributed their skills or they contributed their resources. And that's the vision of one more step. The God has specific things he wants us to create today. And we need to get together and create it whoever stirs in their heart for that. And so for me, like one more step is like you, I liked how you said like something around, along the lines of like a forerunner. One more step isn't like Jeremy films. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, this is what it is. This God has purposes. The same God yesterday is the God today. And so that's why I've kind of coined the phrase like every generation is born into darkness, but they have the opportunity to take one more step into the light. That's the, that's the name. That's where it comes from. That's why it's called One More Step. It's a call for all of us in this generation and time um, to take one more step into the light, to use um, creativity, art, ministry, media um, to, for the purpose of worshiping God um, and to influence culture to worship God. Um, and so that's really like the vision and mission. Practically, um, something I've been liking, this, I've really been, I think, resonating is like, you know, we consume media, right, John, like almost everybody consumes media. And I actually have some statistics with me to kind of talk about that. But like, most people are like, um, consuming media, right? Heck, yeah, bro. All the time. Yeah, right. And so what if while they're consuming the media, they become consumed by the Holy Spirit, because the media they're consuming was made with people who are consumed by the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm trying to say? You know? So like, what if like me as an artist goes, no, I'm not just trying to create something. I'm not just trying to, I have a purpose and a calling and an anointing. And so the vision with One More Step is really to like, it's to call creatives, like become a creative with purpose, become a creative with drive, become a creative with anointing and confidence and be inspired by God. Um, some of the translations even put it that way, that they're inspired by God um, to create the way that they do. And then as a bonus, we will innovate, therefore, you know, because we, we're, we're being inspired by the God that lives outside of time and space. So when we create something, I guess what I'm simply trying to say is that we have the advantage. And, and I believe my vision, which is part of the One More Step vision, is to see Christian creatives um, lead artistry in our lifetime in a way that like this generation has never seen that um, when someone thinks of a Christian, like if someone even like mentions, I'm hoping in like 40 years from now, someone mentions Christian music, 
people, even the non-Christians would be like, yeah, some of the best music's ever been made in our time, at least, are, are by Christians, 100%. Um, same thing for movies, same thing for the different types of media and content that are coming, you know, the immersive content, the virtual stuff. Um, you know, it, it's all going to be, it's probably going to look vastly different in probably short, a short period of time. But um, I'm, I'm just praying like whatever we're creating as creatives and artists that um, it, it'll be the Christians that are leading and not just so that we can say that we're lead, but actually that it'll create true revival. It'll create a, another wave of revival that um, this world hasn't has yet to see. But again, be, only because God's doing what he did before he, he's doing it now and he'll do it again. Um, and we see that he brought cre creatives together to create significant work with significant purposes. Um, mm. I, f I feel grace to say that like, while these things were created, like even to this day, like, I mean, like, let's look at like blockbuster films well, there's so much to be said about Hollywood, but Steven Spielberg, one of the most famous filmmakers to date made one of the most famous franchises, um, Indiana Jones. And the first one was about what the Ark of the Covenant, <laughs> You know, wow. it's, like, it, it's it all these years later, you know what I mean? That is still like remained relevant, what they did then. Now, what's the 10 years ago? What, you know, what was the top 10 in 2001? I don't know. I'd have to go look that up. But I can tell you right now, what was the top 10? What was the number one thing created during that time? And it was the Ark of the Covenant. Probably everything else that was created during that time outside mm. of this movement isn't even remembered. And so that just shows you like the, like the type of artistry we can create. We can create things with eternal importance and relevance and, and be that incredible. And if you look at all throughout time in history, it's those who've been anointed by God to create that have created things that have stand the test of time. Wow, bro. I have two scriptures um, that'll just tie into what you just said about, you know, 40 years from now, this is what, you know, you'd want to see or hear and those two scriptures are where there is no vision the people perish that's proverbs 29 18 and like god is very you know clear on giving direction giving purpose giving vision and even in habakkuk he says you know make it plain write it down um but then also in isaiah 43 19 he says see i am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And like God is, and, and just like time and, and with different generations and even the, uh, the progression of um, social media, electronics and all these crazy innovative devices that we have now that we didn't have 50 years ago. I mean, right. just how, how, how amazing and far we become um, in our creativity. And I, I say that to say, like, it's a new thing. Mm -hmm. Social media is a new thing. And God, God can use this new thing to bring him glory to, um, you know, to, to the, what the enemy can use it for bad, but God can use it for good and so right. with all that being said yeah when people mention one more step productions mm -hmm. we'll just say 10 years from now mm -hmm. what 
response would make you proud and thrilled to hear? Just some random uh, person, you know, that's yeah. been uh, been impacted by one more step. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Well, one, I would, I would want them to just be like, yeah, it's like a huge creative collective that would make me super proud for people to be like, man, there are so many different um, voices and it's very diverse. And um, I just know that if I see that logo come up, like it's going to be good. Solid. So where do you, where do you see digital media going in the next 50 years? You know, pros, cons, and how yeah. do you see the church utilizing media mm, to reach thanks. the loss, reach those yeah. around them? Okay. That's great. Um, let's yeah. Let me focus on that last part with the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause this is something I'm huge and advocating for. And it's something that I do with my company is that I partner with churches and their online ministry. And one of the biggest things I've noticed is even to this day, it's still uh, a conversation of like, what is online ministry? What is the importance? And I think those are valid questions, but um, I have a couple of statistics that kind of, that can help people sometimes. So let me, let me shoot out a couple about um, church attendance and just like online um, social media in particular. So this one is a Gallup poll statistic. It says U S church membership was 73% when Gallup first measured it in 1937. So that's pretty cool. Like 30, 73% of people were attending church in 1937. And this is for America. And and that remained that way um, near to 70% for the next six decades. Then before beginning, um, a steady decline around the turn of the 21st century. I'm going to, let's put a pin on that. Meanwhile, over 4.62 billion people across the world use social media today. Social media, and this is like, I think a 2021 social media has grown at a compound annual growth rate of 12% since 2012. So 12%, right? Compound annual growth rate since 2012. Now that is quoting who sweet. Um, and that's a, a, a mix of different data from sites like GWI, um, Statista, um, GSMA, Intelligence, um, etc. And majority of these um, companies are marketing agencies. So just take that in mind. And like, you can go do your own research and try to find I've done a lot of different research. And a lot of these different sites are saying the same things. And there's just a lot that goes into finding statistics, but nonetheless, like it, whatever you're going to find, it's, it's staggering. Um, 40%, 47% of Americans um, said they belong to a church, synagogue or, or mosque, which is down from 50% in 2018. So again, 2021 in three years time, it went down. While keep, keep in mind that with this, this, cause I just said about the tr- online attendance going up. And then 70 front, and that's from 70% in 1999. So 1999, we have people who said they go to a church, a synagogue, or a mosque at 70%. Okay. Now from 99 till 2021, we're at 47% of Americans attending. And that's not even like we're talking Christian church, 47. No, no, we're including synagogues and mosques. So we're not even just saying Christianity. Mm. Basically, if they're just going to any religious place. Only 47% of people. And that's Gallup for that statistic. So, and while that's happening, in 2021, social media usage 
grows at an average rate of 12.5 new year users every single second. Wow. So from like you put these statistics together and it's, it's a, I like to put it in this most simplest term. Church attendance is down. Online attendance is up nearly 75% of the world's population um, age 13 plus use social media. 75% of the world. I, I was like, again, that's Hootsuite. Look into that. Like um, would definitely, I definitely wouldn't like, you know, write a book with these, these exact statistics yet, as far as like how looking into how accurate they all are. But um, nonetheless, like these statistics can be very eye opening. And, um, and you just look at that. that that's just mind boggling to me. 75% of the world's population. It's like, it's like hard. It's probably a lot easier for people uh, to attend some kind of religious thing in many areas than to go on social media, even just because of uh, um, technology and, and uh, poverty um there as far as resources go that is and so and yet it's just like it's going up so again church attendance is going up uh going down church attendance is going down while online attendance is going up it's like a way i like to put it so to speak and so to me like that highlights one of the things i advocate for is that online ministry is important and if you want to stay relevant and effective as a church online ministry is something that you should be engaging um and then, you know, but there's so much about what that means. Some people, for instance, think online ministry, John, is synonymous with um, streaming your church service. It's not. You don't have to be streaming your church service to be effective with online ministry. That's just a little side note. Um, but another thing that I think the church is, is going back to innovation, too, and what the church needs to be doing, not only with online ministry, diving into that. And I think that's important for the future and for the now and the future, but also, too, I'm going to use this phrasing. Um, we need to be influencing the influencers. And what I'm saying by that is that we can, the church can become a staging point for discipling people in their giftings, including artistry and what they do with media. So an example of that, what I mean is I'm heavily, have a heavy emphasis on the youth. And so you have young people. So I don't, most time when I depart in my churches, I don't advocate that the 65 year old pastor needs to learn how to become an incredibly effective social media influencer, right? <laughs> That's not what I'm like teaching the pastors. It's like the opposite. Like you have a specific skill set. We're the body. So who in the body has that skill set already? Who's already like headed in that direction or has the potential? And most of the time, it's going to be people that are young. You know, now don't get me wrong. We Let's not be, you know, ages here. Let's not like um, say that someone who's like 50 years old or 60 or 70 years old can't learn to use social media and use it well. I'm not saying that. In fact, I do help that. Um, I've helped different individuals do that, including my father. But um, there, the, there's a lot of times you're going to have, say, like 10, 12 year olds that are coming to church and they're not, John. They're like, you know, you maybe have been there. I was there where it's just like, I just don't even see how I can even engage the church. You know, um, what am I, what's my, I had no sense that I had a part to play, you know, um, in the church, except for just attend things and consume, but that's never what the church was supposed to be. We're not supposed to come in and consume. That's American understanding of the church, unfortunately, largely. We were always meant to contribute, all of us, whatever age we have. There's no junior Holy Spirit. You receive Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit, you have a purpose and a plan. 
God has a plan for you. And there's a reason why you're at the church that you're at. And so we got a 10 or 12 year old, maybe younger or maybe older. And what can be happening is that the older people, maybe they don't learn how to become a, a, a famous TikToker. They just disciple some of those young people that are going to become famous TikTokers. But now they've been discipled by the people who are rich in doctrine and in the relationship with God so that they can learn how to have that kind of um, sound spiritual walk as an influencer. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the, again, I'll say the church can be a staging point for discipling um, artists and, and online influencers and people who are going to innovate into the future. Like what if um, the next Adele's are being discipled in their church to use their gifting the way that they should. The next Mark Zuckerberg's are being discipled in the church so that they, when they launch their platforms, they launch what's the next thing that it will be led by God. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Um, like, I think sometimes we, we spend so much time trying to figure out how we boycott and, and, and I don't know, just like, we're just so mad. This is what happened. I get canceled on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Why don't we spend more time innovating and being the creators of the next YouTubes and Facebooks? I think we should spend more time in that energy. If we really want things to change, then we need to stop just waiting for someone in the secular world to come out with something and complain about it. We need, and to be like, oh, they're not being godly. No kidding. They're not being godly. They don't know Jesus. Of course, they're not being godly. No one is transformed to the cross. Everybody's transformed from the cross, right? And so we need people who are mm. um, transforming our culture and our media from the cross, you know? And so I think the church, like, we need to stop being, asking ourselves, like, should we be involved with media and artistry and online and start figuring out how do we lead in it? How do we innovate in it? We shouldn't be asking if we should be involved. We should be, we should be asking the Lord, how do we um, stir, like, um, contribute? And how do we build up something that's a, a place of worship and inspires worship um, in, this, in this present day Christian media artistry um, world that we live in? Um, like what I, what I mean to say in the world that we live in, how does Christian media and artistry um, really lead and innovate? Is, uh, so that's like something I believe is like a part of the future of the church and is important. And of course, when I'm saying church, I'm not um, referring to brick and mortar church alone. I'm referring to um, all the people of God, right? Right. Um, the people who truly are, um, have a faith relationship with God and um, have that intimate relationship through their faith with Jesus. Um, that, that is definitely like where I think is super important. And as far as like specifics and stuff like that, of like, you know, technology, stuff like that, we can definitely get into that as well. But um, hopefully I kind of answered your question as far as like, you know, some aspects of like the future and innovation in churches. You did. Uh, I, I do have a, a, another question though, regarding that. Do you, do you think within the next, like I said, 50 years, that online attendance will just continue to rise and uh, physical attendance will decline? Or do you think it, it'll, yeah, you know, question. kind of bounce back? Be, being that yeah. everything is so, it's so readily available at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. It's so convenient to just mm -hmm. open a, a YouTube link to the sermon on a Sunday instead of having to get up get ready, go to church, use gas, see people, you know, figure out lunch yeah. afterwards. You know, just, I'm just, yeah. I'm stating things that run through people's minds, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
Whereas you can just have your pajamas on, get up, you know, five minutes before the sermon, watch online, comment, hey, that was great, and call it, call it, call it it, call it good. Like, what what do you think is going to happen within the next 50 years within online attendance and Mm -hmm. physical attendance? That's really good. I just want to make one comment that's so like just about like the pajama thing. Um, for those who are listening, please don't receive this in a condemning way. If it's convicting, let the Holy Spirit use it. If you think that you watching church online means that you're doing church, you're wrong. That's consuming. That is not doing church. Doing church is contributing. That's what church is. Church is relationship. And relationship requires sacrifice. Relationship requires all of you. That's the type of relationship God's calling us to. And not just to him. When we received Jesus, we were jumped into the family. So that would be like, for instance, if I'm like, yeah, I'm super family oriented. I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated to my family. And all I do is like Zooms. I never will show up at their house. And I don't let them over. I, you know, that's not family. And church is family. And if you want to get a better picture of it, check out Acts um the beginning of acts to figure out what church is supposed to look like not mm. the, all the specifics but in terms of where your heart posture is at you should have a heart of like how can what can i do what can i do that's that's the heart that's church what can i do and so i don't mean to call people out and, and to be mean and of course I'm, there's always exceptions i'm not talking about someone that's like you know lying on their deathbed you know i'm not talking about someone that is like so sick that they just can't go anywhere I'm not talking about those situations. I'm talking about a healthy person that just doesn't feel like going. <laughs> okay. Um, that's who I'm referring to or some, and more importantly, it's, it's most people that think they're too busy. And I'm going to give you like, if you haven't ever heard this before, busy is being under Satan's yoke. I don't use that word. Don't be busy. Take busy out of your life. You, you should be actively um, doing what God wants you to do. And if you're too busy for God, who wrote your schedule? Mm. Because God didn't write your schedule if you're too busy for him. And God didn't write your schedule if you're too busy for his people. He didn't write that schedule. And I'm pretty sure that we're supposed to be followers. We're not telling God what we're doing with our life. We're supposed to be following. So that's a little bit of a word there. I'm sorry, it might be a little harsh, but like it's it's just know that God will empower you. He'll make it work. You got four kids. He'll figure out a way. He'll make it work. Um, however, John, going back specifically to um, your question, uh, I, I think save being like, a, and I'll reiterate for those who are listening, like, I don't even have the question anywhere. <laughs> I, I believe the question was, uh, was along the lines of like, you know, like where, where, like, where is it going? Like, are people just going to just like, are, is church attendance just going to continue to decrease? And then specifically, are people just going to be like, basically, is it going to be, um, correct? um, right. Just all about like, just going online and, and everything else will just in person will fall off. And we're talking specifically towards the church, right. As far as like attending right. the church right yes yeah. yeah i think um save being having a prophetic word from god I, I no one could really know that there's so many things that could factor into that but if if i had to guess this isn't a prophecy i, I doubt it I, I i imagine that there will be some highs and lows in terms of like different like some flux fluctuations and maybe even some like cycles um of different things because when people spend enough time just like consuming online, they begin to just uh, hate it. 
you know, they begin to want to just like, I just need it. Like people hate Zoom, you know, like at first Zoom's awesome. And then it's like, it, there was like this, like, oh my gosh, if I have to go on another Zoom, anything, I'm going to kill somebody, you know, because it's just, it's not the same. Like you said, as meeting with people and talking with people, it's, it's not the same in here. For instance, I'm going to use an example in Hawaii, they say aloha, right? But a lot of people, what they don't know is that aloha that last part, that ha, is sharing the breath of life with somebody. So when you're saying aloha, you're like, it's like, it's more than just like, hey, hi. It's like, it's like sharing yourself with that person. And, and it's, it's a soul thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's, um, it's a big deal. And so like, they even have this thing where they'll touch their, the, you know, head to head, forehead to forehead, and you'll breathe in the ha, the breath. Um, and so... I bring that up because it's like, you can't do that over Zoom. <laughs> you, know? you can't, you can't breathe in their breath. You can't, you can't um, share these things. And so, and I think even people that are just, just don't have a, um, a mind for the spirituality whatsoever, still, they still know. There's something inside of all of us, you know, that we know this, we, and like, and we feel it and it, and it starts, I don't know about you guys, like when you just, just the idea of like sitting in my house for, you know, hundreds of days in my pajamas sounds terrible, <laughs> doesn't it? It just, it sounds terrible. It sounds great if you're always <laughs> out working, but yeah. So what, I, to bring it to a more concise way, what I'm trying to say about that, John, is that I think that, um, that there will probably either be fluxes, um, some kind of flux of like people like just rushing to get in, get in person experiences and then going back to, and Attend, church attendance rising up again and declining in person or there'll be maybe even just a straight up like something cyclical kind of pattern of that because we kind of operate naturally in extremes as human beings um and like we'll like you know we'll want it all one way you know like ah oh, like i gotta i have to always just be around people and then we'll be like oh that's a little much even extroverts start to be like i'm gonna stay home some more and then it just kind of bounces back and hopefully, um, you know, people create much more of a balance where we're using online ministry as an additional way. We're using all these tools to as additional, but not as um, to straight up replace um, what all the different things that we have as far as like, let's label that under in person, you know, and specifically for the church. And so I imagine to some extent, the next generations are going to bring that back even more possibly again that's just guessing but i think that the gen x and the millennials um might get might be the ones who'd be more inclined to continually increase the online stuff while the ironically while the younger ones might start to be like being born into that might start to just be like tired of it even more and and to them the special thing will be in person you know what i mean um, mm -hmm. and they might appreciate it even more. And so I, I just wonder that, but I definitely noticed that in myself that it's, it produced that for me. I think it's all amazing and awesome, but it doesn't, doesn't, um, supplement or I shouldn't say supplement. It doesn't replace what we get as being the church in person whatsoever. It only adds to it at best. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, if, if somebody wants to see what church looks like, take a look at Acts. Mm -hmm. Take a look at Acts for the most part, yeah. you know, gen yeah. general church, family yeah. uh, coming together. And in Hebrews 10, 24, it says, mm -hmm. and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Mm -hmm. 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, 
as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And I think that's incredible because, you know, it, it blatantly says, like, hey, don't don't forsake that coming together, that community and what it has to offer. Um, and I, I do think that there is there are elements to that that we don't realize we are missing until we're isolated from it like this COVID season when we had to isolate, you know, or had, had curfews and stuff. It's like, I just want to be with people. Yeah. For real. <laughs> you know, like, like you just yeah. start to realize, Oh my goodness, I miss, there's something about community that I miss. Um, right. right. So J- Jeremy yeah. to, to continue what what other services does one more step provide and oh, how how can how can we uh go about seeking out these services if we're in need of you know more digital content or how or how to's how do i do this or that and uh yeah what what all what all do you provide within provide within one more step yeah so that's great so i yeah, i would say like my call to actions as far as like one more step goes like if you're creative like reach out to us um you can right now while you're listening on your phone go on um instagram facebook youtube type in one more step um just like the word sound but put them all together one more step no space um and then productions and then again as one word one more step productions and i apologize you're like man why does it have to be that because for some reason i couldn't just get one more step but um and right now one more step ministry is in the phase of being heavily focused on the production side so one more step productions you look on social media you'll find it i'm sure like there'll be a link to with all this um and that's the first thing is just like get that get my information reach out to me like i'm not someone who's like you can't i'm i'm available you can reach out to me um and I work with a lot, lots of different ages and stuff like that. So like reach out to me, we can figure out how to get you plugged in. If you're a minor, you know, like it'd be awesome if you had your parents reach out to me, like we can figure out a way to connect. Um, and then everyone else uh, that just follow, like, yeah, follow that stuff and consider being um, a partner, whether that is, there's a way to donate and you can find, you can do it right online. Or you can talk to me first. Like I totally get it. Like I like to know who I'm talking to, where my money's going, stuff like that. Um, obviously that's like a growing thing I'm working with in the ministry to make that whole process is the best process it should be and all the right information out there. But yeah, so like we could just like it said in that passage, like anybody who's stirred in their heart, if you stir in your heart, contribute, pray to God, like how you can contribute. Um, if you're near me, maybe you're, you become like someone who works with me. Um, maybe like you want to be a creative and, and you'd like to have your, some of the work you do, if not all of it under the one more step banner, you know, you want to be a collaborator. You want to be a one more step creator with purpose. Um, like we're looking for that, you know, whatever that looks like, um, everything from an employee to someone who's just, just a part of it in terms of, um, you know, this is what I want to be a part of. And, and, and being a part of like the One More Step Creative Collective, what it does for somebody is that there are like, we have um, people who are music artists, people who are filmmakers, people who uh, do videography, people who are doing um, graphic art design and stuff. And so once you're part of that creative collective, like that's, a, you're, a t- you're part of the team. Like, you know, you need a graphic. We know like four people that you could talk to and maybe that would work for you. you. May not even end up needing to pay for it depending on how that collaboration goes down. And so, just being a part of the collective, like we're all better together. And so if you're a creative, um, 
becoming a part of like the one more step um just movement and mission and creative collective is is just gonna add just add to you and what you're doing um and then as far as like church like uh church ministry leaders like my goal is to help you thrive so if you feel like you can even make an improvement just set up a free discovery call so again in the link most likely to what we'll have is um my link tree and right at the top of the link tree it says book a free discovery call and that's just you click that link and it takes you right to a calendar and you decide hey i want to meet at this time then and it like that sets it in my schedule and then it's your time now it's no one else gets to take that from you and except for yourself you can take it off but um, I'm going to show up, you know, unless you tell me otherwise, and we'll do a zoom or a call and, uh, or in person, and we'll just have a free 30 minute discovery call. And like, I mostly just do what John's doing. Now. I ask questions. You tell me about your ministry and I see if there's anything I can do to be of service. But, um, you know, we're, what I mostly do is that I help people thrive with their ministry in person online, what through training, um, consultation and creating content for them. Um, but my goal is to teach people to fish while I'm fishing for them. And so what that means is that like at the end of the day, once, once I'm gone and I'm fishing in, in another pond, you still know what to do. Um, in fact, you don't need me anymore. Yeah. And that's one of my main goals is that I, I become irrelevant in the ministry that the ministries that I help. Um, and so one of the products that I'm working on right now, that'll be out before too long is doing a lot of the training consultation that I do. You, it'll I'm putting it all into video form so there'll be educational training videos and they'll both and their focuses will be on like the production side as far as like what cameras to buy and why you buy this and lighting and all the equipment you buy and how to use it all and how to create good content and workflow and just everything that's involved with just creating media um, focused on video and because it's not a tutorial on how to create graphics for instance but um, and then the other ones on social media, like, you know, how to pick your social media, what, cause I have a strategy method I've developed over 10 years to have it, it, regardless of trends or even the platform. Um, there's a certain method you could use that it, just like a lot of things in life or procedure, um, like say if it's construction, there's a certain procedure that's been like developed over time and used. And like, that's what I've created, like a procedure, a strategy method to just apply to your social media, um, and then an example of that would be, for instance, create a schedule. You'd be like, oh, that seems like obvious. You'd be surprised how many people haven't really created a schedule for their social media and don't fully understand that and how that influences all the other aspects of the different steps that I would teach you um, to take. And so, and then even how to use it too, like how do you use the platform? So I'll have like some videos specifically on the main um, platforms right now, like Instagram and Facebook that are used for churches. Um, and how to like how to use those platforms and, and how to navigate it all the way down to the to the easy um, beginner stuff to some of the more advanced stuff, how to take advantage of different things. And then you'll have this video that you can just constantly watch all in one place. You don't have to go look at this one YouTube channel, and this other YouTube channel and then this and then no, no, no. It'll, I'm putting all that work into videos so that people can have like a one stop shop that if you have these videos, um, 10 videos, you will be able to thrive with your online ministry not just today or the next year but for the future um so yeah that's that's kind of what people can get engaged there that's my call to action creatives reach out to me everyone follow pray about how you can contribute in church ministry leaders 
set up, book that free discovery call. Let's get this going. And it sounds like just we're going to take all one more step into the light together. (laughs) That's it right there. Together. (laughs) Again, your your mission statement, bro. Shine the light on important stories and the one big story. Just uh, all in all, giving glory to the Lord. Um, Jeremy, my, my last question for you, I think you might've answered it, but how, how else can we, you know, support you to see more of the vision for one more step to come to pass? I mean, is it, is monetary, uh, value the best way or sharing content? Um, uh, yeah, that, that might've been a repeat to what you just said, but just wanted to ask it one more time. Uh, Yeah. Thank you for asking it. Um, I do think like one of the other things I said, one of the biggest things is for sure um, the ministry side, really, we, we need uh, financial partners. We need people who want to contribute resources. I mean, like you can't create the Ark of the Covenant without gold, you know? And so we want to create like works of gold, but we need people to um, help contribute to that. I'm not just sitting around waiting for people to give me money. We're uh, a company too, and have um, business plans and models, business model, but um, we're also in ministry. And, and so many of the things that like I'm diving into, like for instance, creating like um, um, sermon series, but with like visuals and stuff like that, um, that is not something people like necessarily you make money from right away. And so like people, but it's important. So I'm taking time to do it anyway. So yeah, financial partners is a big one. Um, and then honestly, like right alongside that is prayer. Um, I have prayer partners. Um, I'm really not big into like, I don't, I don't, I used to have a newsletter at first, but I don't have a newsletter anymore. What I have is that I reach out to people personally and I talk to people personally. It's like, I want to know when I send you prayer requests, you're going to pray. I'm not just trying to send out stuff and then maybe like half the people look at it. Like, like, no, like, I, I get that sometimes something will happen, but the people I've asked to be my prayer partners are legitimately prayer partners. Like they are prayer warriors for the one more step ministry. They're looking at it. They're praying for one more step regularly. They're receiving the prayer request. I take it seriously. I'm praying for my prayer partners too. I'm making sure that I'm sending them um, the praise reports and the continual prayer requests. So I can use financial partners. I can use prayer partners and, um, could, and for sure, I could you like I'm looking for people to help tell their story, shine light important stories. So if you're a church, you're a ministry, even nonprofit, maybe small business, like reach out to me because um, like I really I have room for clientele right now, and we want to help you tell your story, and we want to help you thrive um, with what your goals are and how media can help that. And then finally, yeah, it is a repeat, but like a big highlight too is like creatives. Like I really music artists like reach out to me like let's let's talk about collaborating let's talk about um you know maybe you doing some of your work under the one more step banner to help push this um this this goal like let's just get together let's create stuff um and any of like type filmmakers um and then whether you are way below haven't even started way below where i'm at or you're right where i'm at you're a peer or you're way ahead of me like please reach out to me and um I need help. Honestly, if someone happened to hear this, that's like, man, I'm in the industry or I have connections, something like that, help me because I have the goals to, I have feature films that um, a big budget feature films that I am working on getting made and um, are in, they're in different phases. And so, yeah, I need help, you know, really when it comes down to it, I'd say like, I've, 
I'm, I'm just, I'm nothing by myself, but with help from everybody else, like we can make one more step, something special and last far, far beyond my years and uh, something for, make something special for the next generations coming after us, give them an opportunity to step into the light. Bro, thank you so much for uh, just coming on and sharing uh, the vision that the Lord's put on your heart for one more step. And obviously just the great friend that you are. Um, Jer- Jeremy and I are very close and we, yeah. we have a group ch- uh, chat of brothers that, uh, man, we just sharpen each other up. So very dear friend. Um, but dude, thank you so much for your time. And bro, it, it, if you have any other questions for me, please ask them. Uh, otherwise, um, I, I really just want to emphasize, okay, wh- what's the link or, um, yeah. the ways that we can, can give or, um, support your ministry. Yeah. Thank you, John. Well, thank you so much for having me by the way. And, um, thank you for all the listeners listening. Um, I had, did put a lot of time and thought into this and I wanted to be a little bit more concise than I was, but hopefully John cuts it up in a way that you guys heard some really good stuff. And, um, but yeah, John, thank you so much for having me on. And um, yeah, as far as the link, well, I'll make sure to get um, you like the my link tree and it just has like everything there. Like as far as like my website is like the good starter for most people, you know, you find out more information, you figure out easy, easy way to donate right there, all that kind of stuff, um, a contact information. Um, but then of course, like following on the social medias and stuff like that is super helpful as well. And, and um, it's awesome. But yeah, I just want to honor you too, John, that like, man, I think, you know, as far as like this, this podcast is a great example of like Christian media, um, just doing something super important. And um, there's a lot of awesome people on here. If, if, if someone, if this is the first one they're listening to by chance, like go check out the other episodes. Like there is some good stuff. Like um, some of my favorite ones are from people I know, but some of them I don't know them, you know, at all. Um, like your buddy, Chris Martinez, um, there was a two-parter episode, right? And uh that was super good. I've never yeah. met Chris, but Chris, if you're hearing this, man, awesome. Appreciate you bless me just sharing your heart on the Lord. And um, a lot of stuff he was saying is just like, yeah, dude, the, we have the same Holy Spirit, same father saying the same things to me. And it's just love hearing it from someone else. And um, that's how I always feel when I talk to you, John. Um, but yeah, so just this podcast is awesome. What you're doing is awesome, John. And, and it's special. And, and I feel like it's a great example too, of like how you're not looking to make this like, um substitute in person because you meet with people in person you do church like you do real church <laughs> but at the same time um this is a great additional help and, and it's and it's an awesome extension of what it can look like to just sit down with um a sibling in christ and just like grow from like what god's been teaching them and, and doing in their life and so that's why i love consuming um, stuff on this podcast it's definitely not lying it is one of my, the top podcasts probably it might be the top podcast for me and unless you count um uh a podcast that i want more watch and i, I do consume this other podcast <laughs> quite a bit because i like to watch it but this this is the one i listen to the most 100 hey bro thank you for that i appreciate it for sure. uh, for dude sure. thank you so much thank you guys for tuning in and listening in um Again, I'll go ahead and be posting those links, so we'll be on the lookout for those. But Jeremy, thanks for coming on, bro. And we'll see you guys next time.